dwelling in the darkest depths of the mind. It's time for Mark D. Valenti and Brain Burrow. Hello, everyone. This is Mark D. Valenti, and this is another episode of Brain Burrow. This is our Digging Deep session where you have a chance to talk with our guest, and our guest has a chance to share about their personal life. What do they fear? What do they value? Who do they want to be? And then you, as a listener and viewer, have a chance to say, how does this apply to me? So I'm very pleased to have on the show today, Ms. <laughs> Tamara Georgivna Ambrosimova, which I'll ask her to uh, <laughs> maybe repronounce that, but I'm going to hand it over to you, Tamara, and talk about who exactly are you, and we'll go from there. All right, sounds good. Um, thank you again for having me on the show, in the first place, and so... Tamara is a curious, very open-minded, I like to think so, um, person who just wants to be, you know, who just wants to help other people, who wants to become the best version of herself as she could, and who just, you know, wants to pursue her goals and dreams. Speak. Well, that was very uh, brief, but also very powerful. So thank you for sharing that. Uh, so when you say you want to help others, why? why? Why do you want to help others so much? Because uh, I've um, been screwed over so many times by, you know, fake managers and not legit agents. And um, there's just so many scams out there, especially in the film industry and the acting community. And I just want to warn others, like, if you have an audition at someone's house, it's probably not legit, something like that, you know? Um, yeah, I haven't had that happen to me. I've read about it and I'm like, yeah, I should probably not do that. Gosh, okay. So that's, I mean, that's pretty, could be pretty scary what you're talking about. And it's not just scams to get people out of money. It could be potentially dangerous as well. Yeah. So talk a bit, uh, I'll wager to say that you're not from, the United States. So, <laughs> so talk about what led you here. Sure. So originally I'm from Ukraine and my mom, she is a mail order bride. She was, she was not anymore, which is great. And basically she met this American guy through marriage agency, which was like Tinder similar, but, mm-hmm. and he, you know, basically helped us out get into the United States. We got our citizenships. And then I'm like, I want to be an actor. And I just kind of moved around a lot. And yeah. Okay. That's an interesting story there. So you all of a sudden one day said, I want to be an actor. Like why? You could have said, I want to be, uh, you know, play the violin or something. And maybe you do for all I know. But what made you decide to, to say, I want to be an actor? I think it's because... Uh, I've seen so many movies and I remember watching this interview with Cameron Diaz and Amy Adams and there were like a bunch of other A-list actors and they're like, this is the most fun job ever because one day I could be like, I'm just going to say it, Russian spy. The other day I could be doing stunts and be a, um, a mother, the next day I could be somebody else. And I feel like it's so cool, like, you know, to be a different person, to step into other person's shoes. And of course, stunts are super fun. And 
yeah, I mean, plus, you know, you get to kiss your co-stars. I think that's, uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's fun There's a motivation right there. That's for sure. So, you, so you, you mentioned about stunts, right? Because the stunt work is part of what you do. So how did you get into that? Um, basically, I just kind of said I want to do stunts. And I did a bunch of crazy, random things outside of acting. Like I remember one time me and my friend, we were filming, um, I think it was downtown Charleston. And I'm like, hey, Michael, can you like film me on top of the car and like I'm surfing the car? Because I saw it in the Fast and Furious, I thought it looked cool. <laughs> Obviously we did it like, you know, with safety precautions, we had a safety meeting. And uh, I remember he drove maybe five miles an hour, but on camera, it looked like it was super fast. But I think stunts are super fun. Um, I think everyone should do it with safety precautions and um, yeah. <laughs> So when, thank you for sharing that, by the way. So whenever they say in TVs and movies, do not try this at home, you're looking at that and saying, I'm going to try this at home. Exactly. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to nail it. <laughs> so have you ever been in a dangerous situation with your stunts? Um, no, I, I hope it won't get to that point, but okay. I have not been doing too many stunts. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Because <laughs> it sounds like you're somebody who likes to push the limits. I do. I think it's the it's the crazy Russian in me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So aside from your quote unquote crazy Russian uh, that's inside of you, there's got to be some other motivation to, to, to push limits. So what does that mean to you? Why is that important to you to push limits in your life? Mm, I think I just want to push my limits, get to, get to the point where I'm like, okay, I got to stop. Um, okay. This is as far as I can go. Hmm. I mean, if Tom Cruise can do it, why can't I? <laughs> well, that's a great point. And a lot of people that struggle with self-confidence, low self-confidence, they often look at something difficult and they say, oh, I can't do that. But what people exhibit who have high self-confidence, they basically say what you said, which is, Hey, why not me? Why can't I do it? So you have a level of self-confidence and, and where do you think that comes from? A lot of, a lot of visits to therapists. Okay. Um, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, no, I, I like to read a lot of self-help books. Mm. I, they do help out a lot. They make me, um, how to say it, recognize myself more like, um I'm trying to translate it from Russian to English, but um, a lot of self-help books really help out and uh, bring confidence. They, uh, some of them teach you how to talk. Um, mm. And yeah. Yeah. So again, thank you for translating uh, from Russian to English, because again, as a an American, I never learned any other language, of course, because, you know, that's what Americans do for the most part. I'll put myself in that category. But what you're really talking about is self-awareness, right? You're aware of your own thoughts that are going on in your head, your own feelings, and that helps increase your confidence, it sounds like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what is something that else you want to work on, right? You talk about self-help books. It sounds like you're constantly growing, constantly learning. I'm wondering like, what are you working on right now? What is something that you are looking within yourself and saying, well, eh, I think I could do better. 
how to socialize better, how to be interested in people more, because I used to be very, very shy. And I used to be that kid who said, who came to the party because her friend made her and I would sit in the corner and just watch everybody and drink my tea or soda. But um, definitely how to talk with people, how not make it awkward and quirky because I don't know, sometimes that happens with me, but, and I'm trying to not do that. Um, and also um, Italian, I'm learning Italian right now. Okay. Trying. Um, yeah, those are main, main things right now that I'm trying to. Well, <laughs> as much as I want to explore more about uh, why you're wanting to learn Italian, right? Because, you know, why not be trilingual, right? Why not learn as many languages as you can, apparently. What, I want to talk about the socialization because a lot of people out there struggle with socialization. They, to your point, are quiet. They are awkward. And there's nothing wrong with being quiet, right? But there's people that want to be more outgoing, but they restrict themselves. They don't feel confident in the conversations. So how have you gotten over that? Because you're clearly outgoing. You're clearly... Uh, able to communicate and you use humor a lot too, which I think is fantastic. So how are you able to get to this point where people see you and hear you and like, oh, she's quite talkative. <laughs> I try going, exploring, like I do hiking and I try going into different like um, spots. And of course, working on set, that has helped me a lot with mm socialization because you meet just as crazy crazy people as you are they're just as artistic they like talk with their hands all over and uh they're just as working that that helped me out honestly yeah. that's phenomenal so what you're really saying is find people that are similar to you in their quirkiness and people call it finding their tribe and yeah. kind of spending time with those people kind of gets you out of your comfort zone Mm-hmm. And also try new experiences. I think it's super fun. Well, it goes back to try this at home, right? It's pushing yeah. your limits, which comes back full circle. It seems like that's a theme in your life. Yeah, you said it. Okay, there. Well, you said you said it first, so I'm just I'm just repeating back what you said. So, I think, and I'm going to talk a bit. And this is a very therapy question. Uh, tell me about your mother, right? Because clearly, your mother had an influence on you. What influence did your mother have on you? She is very artistic herself. Hmm. And I think I got that from her. And she's very culturized. So she was into, she is into arts and crafts and music. And I've learned a lot of things from her. And, um, but yeah, she is, um, she's a nice, friendly woman, um, open minded. And, uh, you know, she pushed me a lot when I was little. Like she's like, "Okay, finish this homework. Do this. Do do this chore before you don't get to it until you finish the chore." Mm-hmm. I, I actually ate a lot, so it's not like it was. <laughs> um, but yeah, she pushed me. She basically pushed my limits, which was in a good way. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, whenever I book something, she. Um, gets me a gift or like congratulates me with the text and we talk a little bit and uh, yeah. That's wonderful. So it sounds like she was supportive of you. Like you said, when you book something, she's there and 
congratulates you, affirms you, but you said it yourself. She pushed your limits, helped, helped you push your own limits growing up. Yeah. Hmm. So as a child growing up, you know, as a child, as a teenager, uh, how did you feel about that? I mean, you can look back on it now and say it's fantastic. It helped you, but how did you feel about it at the time? Um, good. I feel like, yeah. Okay. Is that a question or an answer? Good. Yes. <laughs> That's good. That's your, <laughs> okay. So, and that in of itself is unique, right? Because a lot of people as an adult, you know, they're like, okay, makes sense. My parents helped me and they helped guide me. But at the time I was like, what are you doing to me? You know, I'm getting out of here. But it sounds like consistently you actually saw value in it. Yeah, I did. And uh, I remember whenever like I procrastinated and played PC games or, you know, went, um, went out with my friends to do, I don't know, something stupid. Um, she told me like, hey, you can do this for this many hours, but you got to come home and do this. And I'm like, Okay, fine. And it was like a positive reinforcement because then at the end I got something um, like a like a dessert or something good. Okay. Yeah. So that, that's fair. No, it sounds like uh, you know uh, it was a very good influence on you, and you saw it at the time, and um, clearly it helped shape the person you are today. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, again, confidence, right? I talk about confidence a lot, and a lot of times people whose confidence is lower, it's often a result of just like everything, our childhood and the influences we had and people that maybe weren't there for us, but it sounds like that helped build the foundation. And it's been up to you to try to continue to cultivate and pull out your own confidence. Yeah. Um, my confidence wasn't always the best. I, like, I, I remember I had such low confidence and of course, like in childhood, some people get bullied and that kind of brought everything down but then um I remember my uncle taught me how to fight and stand oh. up so that uh, <clears throat> that helped my confidence all right well you're gonna have to talk more about that story what do you mean he, <laughs> he taught you to fight and then what happened after that I mean uh, <laughs> it was a certain boy and um, who kept like harassing me and stuff um and it was uh, sexually harassing too it was mm. like middle school and it's a totally normal thing in my country for some reason mm. but anyways and I told that to my uncle and one evening he just showed me the moves and pressure points and I'm like okay and then the, the next day <laughs> the guy started harassing me I um I went for his um, nuts um so yeah and after that he started respecting me so wow <laughs> and oh my gosh so first of all let me just say after one night of training the next day you're ready to do all this I mean that's pretty impressive I had a lot of anger issues <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's good to admit that and being self-aware, you know, you're admitting that perhaps uh, you have emotions as a human being. Yeah. Well, and I think that's a great point too, right? Is again, lots of different cultures, right? Including our culture here, uh, which you're part of now, of course, by the way, it's uh, we don't like to kind of dwell on our feelings, right? We have negative feelings. We're upset. We're jealous. We're angry. And we're like, oh my gosh, I can't feel that way. I got to push it aside. But being self-aware, you know, you're recognizing your feelings, even the quote unquote negative ones. So mm -hmm. talk a bit, 
about some negative feelings as an adult that you have and what do you do with those negative feelings? Sure. Um, I guess I'll start with jealousy. Like um, whenever I saw some tall brunette girl that was skinnier than me, that was prettier than me, I got jealous. But then I started being like, okay, I should probably ask her which diet she has, probably, you know, ask for for beauty tips, um, stuff like that. Um, In relationships, jealousy is never a good thing. That just means you don't trust your partner. That's why you get jealous. And rather than being jealous, you can become friends with their friends. Mm. Um, Let's see, what other emotions? Um, Anger. Okay, why am I angry at this? What can I do to fix it? Maybe I should go punch a pillow, sleep on it. The next day, I'm fine. Um, what else? What else? What else? Oh. Just, yeah, basically, I'm trying to turn negative emotions into positive ones. Yeah, I think, you know, you don't need to think of anything else because you just gave three really great examples of negative emotions. And, and again, you're going to have the emotions, right? We all have them. And then it's a matter of what do you do with those emotions? And you just described how it is almost rewiring your brain to yeah. do something different with the emotions once you experience them. Exactly. <laughs> well, you're the one that you're the one that said it. And more importantly, you're the one that's doing it because I'm a big believer that we all have choices. We all have choices, even in the most seemingly dire situation, you still have a choice on how you react to the situation. And it sounds like you're exercising choice by choosing to change your actions Mm -hmm. from a negative action to a very positive action. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to be a wizard. (laughs) Well, and I think, I think that's a good point, right? I mean, I know you're joking about being a wizard, right? But it's, but it's within everybody's grasp to be able to do that out there. And I think a lot of times people use the terms and they say, I have no choice. And people feel that way. And I'm not trying to downplay people's emotions, but you always have a choice and what you do with your actions. And so Mm it's, I mean, I'm not saying it's not difficult because you've sounds like you've been able to build this skill over years, basically. Yeah. So what would you, suggest to people perhaps who are struggling and are listening to this and viewing this and saying, that's easy for her to say, you know, she's a, she's a, an actor and she's uh, beats up boys in the playground and all this other stuff. And like, so what would you tell people who feel like they're struggling with um, feeling like they have no choice? Um, they always, they always have a choice. I mean, it's, it's about, gosh, um, I mean, it depends on the situation, but I always think you have a choice. Like, um, I'm gonna bring personal experience. Like, I had a choice of either um, becoming, um, giving up acting, or I could have kept on going. And as much as giving up was easy, but then I'm like, I thought about it. You know what? I bought all these books, spent all this money on classes and headshots and websites why give up like do i enjoy it yes is it hard yes it will be hard until it will get better and uh uh, i don't want to do anything besides acting well i do but at that time it just didn't make sense to give up Mm. 
that's a great example. It's a perfect example uh, because again, you reflected on what you've accomplished so far. It's easy enough to look at the future and say, I have to make it over those hills over there and they're a thousand miles away. I might as well give up. But you're saying you're looking back and saying, well, guess what? I've already come so far and I'm going to use that as my motivation. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, again, as I said, you're the one that said it and it was well said. So thank you for sharing that perspective. (laughs) Well, and it can be overwhelming, right? So it sounds like focusing on the little steps and the little victories, even if it's even waking up and thinking about acting could be something to focus on. Yeah, I think as long as you write out the goals, like the daily goals, can speak, uh, daily goals, monthly goals, yearly goals, and just try to accomplish those little steps at the time, and you will get where you want to be. I remember I wrote out my monthly goals um, three years ago, get an agent, get headshots, um, book first film, and think I did that in five days later or a week later um, because um, I worked on those. I worked on getting an agent and I did get my headshots. My first headshots were, they weren't great, but I got them. Um, And then booking student films was super easy because student films, they're looking for anybody who just wants a credit. most of them are not paid, but um, some are, but yeah. So, so you can't, uh, you know, immediately run a marathon. You have to take these little races and these little steps. Yes. Yes. Uh, exactly. Okay. No, I mean, that's fantastic. And I think a lot of times, especially if people are not in the film world, they may say, well, I could do that or, oh, it must be easier. Oh, it must all be luck. But in reality, it's a lot of hard work and it's a lot of, um, Smart work. Smart work too, right, exactly. Well said, I love that. So we're actually almost out of time on the show. So I wanted to get your perspective on what motivates you? What drives you to get up out of, you know, out of bed each day? Like, where, where are you going? Like, what exactly is motivating you? Money. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> money, well, in acting wise, yes, money. Um, it's good to have money and mm-hmm. experience. Like, I want to book a role that's going to, again, push me to my limits, that's going to represent my type, um, that's going to, this certain gig will get me constantly booked, like, as a recurring role on a network TV show. Then uh, um, another motivation, and it's going to sound cheesy, but um, I would like to meet a future husband on the set because he would be an actor he would be in this field and he will understand what I'm going through every Mm. day and you know we can we can help each other tape our auditions so that's always a plus so Um, thank you for sharing that we're going to say something else um let's see oh yes just meeting and networking with new people in the industry yeah so Again, thank you for sharing your motivation. And I also want to thank you for being so honest about it too, right? Because people say, I mean, your, your immediate answer, and it was a true answer, was money, right? And I think that that's a fair and accurate motivator. So thank you for being open and honest about that. And it's not just, of course, finding a husband, right? It's finding somebody who's 
aligned with you, who can be there as your support, who can understand you, understand what you're going through and um, doing things together. I mean, it sounds like that's important to you. Yeah, very much so. Like, I don't want to, you know, come home and he would not be there or um, that. I don't really think that if he was in construction, he would understand the importance of booking even one line, like he would not be able to get that. So yeah, I want somebody who also understands me and Hmm. it's going to be there no matter what. Yeah, it's very insightful, by the way. So then maybe my follow-up question is, why is that important to you? Because you seem like a very independent person. You've done a lot on your own. Why is it important to have somebody there to be your partner? Um, uh, well, I think it's, okay. It's just, it's a partnership. I want to, I don't know, kids. Um, Mm. I guess I do want to have children and teach them to be in creative field as well. And um, that's going to make my mom happy too. But um, I just want a partner, you know, I think living and enjoying life is more fun with somebody else um a good friend of mine he told me that he went to Prague one night and he I don't know he broke in into a building or something and he went to the top of this building and he said I just wish somebody would be here to see this view with me so I can have this memory to share so I think having a partner is also sharing great memories, not just Mm. keep it all to yourself. It's beautiful, beautiful answer. Truly. Uh, It's uh, yeah. It's about sharing experiences, being somewhere who you can look back and even talk about that experience with them later on. So it's beautiful. Great answer. Thank you for sharing it. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I want to say I'm very pleased that we had this conversation today. I want to thank you for being on the show. And it was uh, amazing to hear your perspective on things. Well, thank you so much for having me on the show. Yeah, it was my pleasure. And of course, I want to thank the listeners and viewers out there. And I'm sure that you found something helpful, listeners and viewers, of uh, what was shared today, because a lot of great advice. So on behalf of Tamara... I'm not going to say the whole rest of your name, although, um, again, it's a beautiful name. Uh, it's just my fault for being a dumb American who can't pronounce it well. But on behalf of you, I want to, again, sign off for Brainborough. This is Mark D. Valenti. Have an amazing rest of your day. You just dug deep with Mark D. Do you want more? Follow Mark on Instagram at Valenti Horror and subscribe to the Brain Burrow Podcast. <laughs>